Welcome to the story of my life. Signing in is your amazing hostess, Sarah Adewale. I'm 25 years old, an aspiring journalist, and I'm from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. Thank you for tuning in to episode 33. Uh, if I didn't say it before, I think I did, but I'll just say it again. But I really hope y'all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Those of you that celebrate, I know I certainly did. Out of all the holidays out there, want to take a guess as to which one's my number one favorite? That's right, Thanksgiving. I love, love me some food. I was literally born with the biggest appetite ever because according to my mom, um, I would like eat the entirety, entirety of a whole food and still crave for some more later on. <laughs> yeah, turns out that your lovely hostess here has a strong metabolism. Not, nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> Out of all the things I'm most thankful for, um, one of it is food <laughs> just kidding well kinda who knows anyway you know that anything to do with food is always of interest to me you know just because and you know any like social gathering any event you know I'm gonna I always be like you know what I'm just gonna show up just for the food <laughs> you know the free food and just you know yeah, that's me on a general basis. I'm sure you guys are like that too. You know, you go up to events for food. I admit, I'm literally not the only one who does this. But yeah, food events, um, that, that certainly was one of the things that came with my working at the YWCA Um because this summer, um, because there were at least a few times when we would have food events, like two main events involving food um, was the camp barbecue. And the other time was this event where the campers had to, get, campers had to bring in different types of meals from their ethnic backgrounds and cultures. And um, I'm going to talk about those soon. And also, there were times where the staff, the YWCA staff, like the two camp managers and the two camp assistant directors, um, they treated us staff, so that would be us counselors and specialists. Um, so we were treated with food, with ordering lunch, for by ordering lunch for us on a few occasions. Um, I mean the campers, I mean the camp managers and the camp directors would be the ones to order food for us counselors and specialists. And also, again, I'll get to Dan a little bit as well. Um, but I realized that there is an important piece of information about the YWCA camp activities that I forgot to mention and I apologize for that so I'll talk about that right now and so one of the physical activities offered for the campers was yoga and 
I realized that that's something that I didn't touch upon in that previous part where it talked about all the um, activities. Because I know I mentioned art, music, sports, and what else? Yeah. Um, but I forgot to mention yoga for whatever reason. Uh, you have a yoga specialist. Um, yeah, yoga is pretty much the only physical activity offered for the campers other than sports. And um, the yoga specialist was a black woman who, like the art specialist girl, was also light-skinned. Um, this woman, the yoga specialist... I'm going to assume she's about a year younger than the black assistant director. Um, the black assistant director has mentioned that he's in his late 30s. And this woman, too, mentioned that she's also in her late 30s. So I would say that she's kind of closer in age with this man. Um, she's married, and I think she says she's been married for about 13 years. Um, because one time she, meant to, she mentioned something about planning to go on vacation to Las Vegas with her husband at the end of the Dumont camp, which was on Friday, August 12th. That was the last day of the Dumont camp. Um, because I also mentioned that the Mawa camp lasted for nine weeks, so that's the following two weeks after the Dumont camp, so the weeks of the August 15th through the 26th. So the Mawak camp lasted until August 26th. So that's just two extra weeks that some of the Dumont camp staff offered to work, and also where some of the Dumont campers were registered. So some of the campers in my group, I know, um, once they finished the camp at Dumont, um, they were automatically um, transferred to the Mawa camp. Um, so that means for this yoga specialist woman um, specifically, um, she did not register for those last two weeks at the Mawa camp um, because she said that that was the time that she planned to go to Las Vegas with her husband for vacation for the rest of the summer. And uh, this woman was a really great yoga teacher. Like, she's very amazing at teaching the class, very passionate. And I think she mentioned something about having opened up a studio somewhere in northern New Jersey. Um, I don't remember the exact town that she mentioned. She's very nice, too. But at the same time, she's also fierce and outspoken and maybe a little bit harsh with the campers because um, she does have a loud voice like she makes it clear that you should listen to her and that she doesn't take your crap but yeah I like that um, she's not just that way with my group of campers specifically in group 1b but just also with the rest of the other campers and other groups and so before I can talk about the daily and weekly camp activities, I would like to talk more about yoga because I totally forgot to bring that up in the um, other part where I talked about the art, the music, the sports. Yeah. And um, God knows how much longer I'll be talking about that before Anchor starts to remind me that my one hour time limit is up um, because I'm recording directly on Anchor and 
Um, if I get closer to the one hour mark, um, I'll definitely let you guys know and I can p- pick up the recording again later. So, yeah. So, when it came time for yoga, our campers would act, have to meet with this woman in the gym. Like, she wouldn't be the one to come to our classrooms. We would have to be the ones to come to her. Um, so, we counselors had a responsibility of lining up our campers, a single file line, so that we can go to the hallways and make our way over to the gym. And because the yoga specialist always, she had, she had to like set up the mats and rearrange them and set the music because she always brought in the radio for doing yoga. So she always had to like set the radio to meditation music. So I don't think she would ever have the time to like physically like walk over to our classrooms to come get us. So we kind of had to be respectful of her time by getting our campers to line up so that we we could come over to her in the gym instead of the other way around. And also, the gym was always very well air-conditioned, so that was a plus. So I always wore my denim jacket with me whenever we're at the gym because it's always cold there. Um, the gym is actually the coldest room in the whole school building, so that's why we would always have to ask our campers if necessary to, you know, please either bring a sweater or a light jacket with them, because uh, because they would sometimes complain about being cold, and it's like, what can we do about it? You know, you just bring a jacket or a sweater or something so you don't feel cold. And um, this yoga woman... Um, she had a rule about her classroom in that she didn't she didn't really like it when a camper would ask to go to the bathroom or get some water during yoga class. The only time though that she would make an exception is for an emergency purpose, like if a kid like got an injury or needed to like see the nurse for something for a band-aid or something, or if they weren't feeling well, then yeah, that would be the exception. And the nurse's office um, is actually, like, located, like, right next to the gym. So, you know, just a good walking distance. So, you know, if a kid, like, got injured or something at the gym, then the nurse's office was literally right there. So, yeah, she would make an exception for that. It's very convenient. But, you know, other than that, though, um, campers weren't really allowed to, like, ask to go to the bathroom or get some water, like, during yoga class. Um, All of that had to be done before coming to yoga class. Um, Because when it came time for yoga, um, the woman required, like, full, undivided focus and attention on meditation and staying quiet and relaxed and doing all the important moves and the poses and whenever campers would ask for bathroom breaks or water breaks during the class then that kind of like distracts away from it all it kind of takes the time away from it and yeah so that's why in my group 1b um the black girl counselor, um, the Hispanic woman counselor, and I were the three main counselors of Group 1B. So we don't remind our campers 
you know, for the upteenth time, please make sure you guys use the bathroom or get water before we head to yoga class. Like, you guys won't be able to do any of that stuff during the yoga class. So please do it now before we line up to go. And yeah, so I would say that that's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine um, because we would specifically remind these kids for the upteen time to use the bathroom or and get some water. And, you know, even the black girl counselor would remind them as well. Um, and and guess what happens whenever we get to yoga class? Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to fill up my water. And that's all during the class. So. Like, WTF, like, we literally, like, asked you guys to do that before we get to yoga. And the yoga woman um, knows that we would remind these kids. Um, she knows that, you know, as their counselors, we would remind them too. But that, you know, that we're just doing our best to put up with them because, you know, you know, it makes me feel kind of bad for her because... I know that if I were teaching a class like that, like yoga or any class that required full undivided attention from kids, then I certainly wouldn't want them to waste my time or distract by asking for a bathroom or water breaks. Because, you know, when you think of yoga, you think of meditation and peacefulness, you know, a period of quiet. And I guess when kids ask about uh, ask for a bathroom or water breaks, you know, not in emergency purposes, then, you know, that kind of, like, derails the time away from peace and quiet, because I think the whole point of yoga is to kind of teach kids about a moment of silence and quiet, and, you know, I guess you can help it with younger younger kids, like my group of kids, 1B, well, I'm sure, like, for the older kids, like, group four slash five, um, I think they obviously know better. Like, they, I guess for the older kids, like, they know if they need to use the bathroom, then they kind of have the ability to hold it, hold it in longer than, I guess, kids in my group. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess with time and everything, as the counselors and the woman specialists, we kind of learn to get over it because you know at the end of the day kids are still kids and you know they're still young and their minds are still developing so I guess yeah that's that's what it is and the camp manager himself you know the black dude who interviewed me for the position in the first place um he is actually like filled in for the yoga specialist on a few occasions like maybe once or twice in the past when this woman wasn't around to teach yoga um during those times the camp manager would have the sessions take place outside like whenever it's really nice out and you know days like when it's not like super hot or if it didn't rain so the assistant directors would help set up the yoga mats outside at the blacktop, um, which is like behind the school building. Um, behind the school building, meaning that's the entrance to the gym, like the gym that those doors in the gym, that would be those doors are the entrance and the exit way. 
And, you know, those doors are locked, too, during the day. So each of the manager, I mean, the camp directors and the manager would have the keys to those doors for us counselors and staff to use. So, yeah. Yeah, because the building is, yeah, because the gym is large and air-conditioned. So when you open those doors, you would see the blacktop, and then the blacktop has the is the field on the grass and also the basketball hoop where the kids could play basketball. Now on that blacktop background is where the kids would play with the chalk. Yeah. And of course whenever it rains the rain would kind of wash it away. <laughs> so yeah. So across from the basketball court is right around the area where the manager and the camp directors would set up the mats for outdoors yoga. And because most of the time yoga was indoors in the gym when it when it's nice and cool because the gym is always air conditioned so that's mostly where yoga took place but on rare occasions when it's really nice out um, the manager and the directors would make us have the sessions take place outdoors and the camp manager himself also tended to get involved with some of the activities as well because he didn't just like go around like asking how we're doing and such sometimes he would tell us counselors including the counselors in my group 1b about updates to certain events or activities going on so that's just what he would do and he would also himself get involved with the activities because I did mention that he himself has two young boys the sons identical twins also enrolled there at the camp so he does keep an eye on them for the most part during the day but it's mostly the counselors in group 1a who keep an eye out for those two sons of the manager so yeah and um a very funny thing that kind of thing that happened one time when the yoga woman returned back you know um so it was one time that she had my group 1b for yoga and you know just sort of like to test our knowledge and everything she wanted to know what 1b the campers have been learning from yoga so far and you know you know, it had been one of the times, it also included the times when the manager had filled in for her, taking over the class outside when she wasn't around to teach. So this woman wants to know what the campers have been learning from yoga so far. Like, what can you take away from yoga? Like, what have you been learning? <laughs> and so <laughs> I think one of the kids responded by saying, sleeping. <laughs> You know, as if they're trying to say that in yoga that they learn to sleep. <laughs> and yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, kind of a funny answer. Um, but at the same time, I also thought it was kind of weird that they would say that. Like, I think the yoga woman was just like shocked. Like she rolled her eyes and she was, I think her expression was like, what the hell am I getting paid for? Like, I literally knew her expression. Like. I know that she found it unbelievable that these kids would would think that they were learning how to sleep in yoga. Like, I think it was either me or the black girl counselor in my group who corrected these kids. Um, I don't know yet.
um, you know, by telling them that it's actually meditation instead of sleeping. And the yoga specialist, you know, she was like, you guys clearly know what it is and it isn't sleeping. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out how a group of kids can misinterpret yoga meditation for sleeping. Um, yoga, along with the other activities, like I mentioned, like art, STEM. Oh, that was the one that I forgot to mention. STEM, sports, and music. Those are all daily camp activities on every single group of campers schedule. But at different times, based on different groups. Um, by that point in time, I figured that 1B should have already known what yoga is and what meditation is and all that. Um, meditation is obviously not the same as sleep, same thing as sleeping. Um, I feel like if these kids are actually telling their parents that they're being taught to sleep at a camp activity, then I think all hell would break loose and we have a serious problem. Um, because meditation is obviously not sleeping. Um, although on a few rare occasions, some of the campers had actually like fallen asleep for real during it. And I'm not talking about just my campers in Group 1B. I'm talking about other camp, some campers in other groups too, like Groups 2, Group 3, Group 4, Slash 5. Like some of them have actually like fallen asleep during a yoga session. So. But my group 1B, um, they obviously know the difference between meditation and sleeping. Um, they're just calling it by the wrong name, you know, which is sleeping. Um, but they clearly know what it is, like for real, what it actually is, which is meditation. Um, and, you know, all the things that this specialist has been teaching them so far, like the tree pose, like posing like a tree kind of thing. Like they know all that, obviously, like. <laughs> yeah the only reason why I think the specialist asked them that is because like I said she wants to like know how smart the kids are like how much they've learned so far like the sleeping answer kind of threw her off and as well as the rest of the staff like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah and after each meditation period, um, the specialist would kind of ask each child individually about the happy place where they envisioned themselves during the meditation time, like closing their eyes and picturing themselves in a happy place. Like, I don't know if most of you guys out there do yoga, but you know when you, you have instructors who tell you to close your eyes and envision yourself in a peaceful happy place yeah this woman would ask these campers that and so she'll go around getting individual responses from each kid um one kid <laughs> these kids would say like a bunch of like answers like one kid one time literally said africa <laughs> like as in the whole entire continent like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Another kid would say Florida, like the whole entire state, I assume. <laughs> you know, you had other kids who would say like a miscellaneous responses like the beach, their house, their backyard, their room, um, 
a jungle, believe it or not, um, a forest, the woods, <laughs> New York City, you know, a million other places. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think if I ever meditate that I would imagine myself in the forest. Like, <laughs> but yeah, these kids have like wild imagination, so you can't blame them. So, but one kid in my group, 1B, this one kid said Ireland. Like, the whole entire country, I assume. And so, about this kid, um, he was one of the new campers who was introduced to our group at some point. And at the time, he's a six-year-old little boy who I think is seven now because of his birthday. Um, so, this kid, he doesn't know how to tie his shoes, but... And he would feel kind of bad about it. And so I would reluctantly, like, do it for him and try to show him how to, he can do it on his own. Um, so this kid has an older sister who is assigned to group 4 slash 5 because of her age. Um, she's 9, I believe. And this kid and his sister have Irish blood in them. Um, I've noticed the Irish spelling of their first names. But their last name sounds Italian, so that got me thinking that these kids are Irish-Italian. The boy more so identifies himself as Irish than as Italian. Um, there's only one that I've ever seen their dad. Um, their dad looks more Italian, and but for the most part, it was mostly their mom who would pick them up or drop them off in the mornings and her their mom looks more Irish like I see it in her and I would also see their grandfather who I assumed was on their mother's side their maternal grandfather um so this older dude spoke with an Irish accent and he had a large white construction truck that he would drive in to come pick up these kids yeah and I noticed that this boy and his sister look more like their mom because of the Irish in them. So yeah, the point is that this kid once said that his happy place was in Ireland when the yoga woman asked him, like, where was your happy place during meditation? So the entire country of Ireland was this kid's happy place. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Ireland, though. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> And um, for religious reasons, um, I choose not to participate in yoga. Um, don't ask me why right now. Um, I'm going to explain it to you guys some more in another episode. Um, but the staff, we as the staff, um, we're able to choose to participate in some of the activities. Like we have a choice to participate in some of the activities. So, like, in art class, I would choose to participate by um, coloring with the kids and cutting some, and some cutting projects, obviously, and all that. Um, I love to color. I guess I'm, like, a little kid at heart. Um, <laughs> I am, actually. Um, so, I would always do that. That's for art. Like, I love to color. Like, I just can't help it. And excuse me as I give myself a quick little water break right now. Hang in there, I'll be right back.
So yeah, I'm back. Um, I barely participated in sports. Um, I would only just watch and laugh when the campers were having a good time. A good old time with their favorite sport specialist guy. You know, the black guy who who is the brother of the art specialist girl. And and for music class, um, the music specialist girl would sometimes have the kids play an activity in the classroom, such as dancing and all that other stuff, like dancing to um, Disney music, kids pop music, music that's appropriate for kids to listen to, yeah. You know, songs from like Disney movies or kids movies, yeah. And um, so as long as the kids didn't like actually run around the classroom because running was prohibited in the classrooms. Yeah, and as for STEM, the STEM class, the STEM specialist girl, um, she would sometimes have coloring activities planned for the kids. And so I would occasionally participate. I mean, I would participate in those STEM activities. So, yeah. I never did participate in yoga um but at some point i think the two assistant directors and even the camp manager himself participated there was a time though that the yoga specialist didn't actually hold a yoga session in the gym like during this time though um i think the assistant directors wanted her to have like an easy yoga day with all the campers so this woman assigned like coloring activities for the kids all the campers in every group including my group 1b um so during these times she had to like physically come to the classrooms and hand out the coloring papers for the kids to like color on you know all the coloring had stuff to do with yoga like the pictures had to do with like yoga poses like pose like a tree how many push-ups can you do how many jumping jacks can you do so those were the things that the kids had to like color so that was just an easy yoga session I guess for that one day that didn't involve like physically going to the gym to participate in those moves and poses so yeah but for the most part though the yoga was a hands-on physical activity in the gym and um, even the two assistant directors have participated themselves like since they're the assistant directors they have to make sure that all the campers themselves, you know, are, are required to be engaged and involved in the activities. Like, unless they were, like, sick or something, then the campers really don't have an excuse to not participate in certain events, certain activities. So I think the assistant directors do that just to try to keep an eye out on the kids who feel like resisting and participating, and they would be called down to their office for lack of participation and engagement and also the camp manager himself has been involved with it a few times I guess sometimes just to keep an eye on his two sons but yeah and also the woman who who serves as the director of youth development the Hispanic woman um, she too is also the camp manager and at one point in time she participated in yoga at that same point in time um i know that this woman is married but i didn't know that she actually had a kid until i saw that she brought her son with them 
and the kid looked like he was six years old or something so roughly the same age as the 1b campers um the kid was not enrolled as a camper there he's just the kid of this woman and she just decided to bring him along for the yoga session and this woman even asked me if i wanted to like join in and i'm like nah i'm good like no thank you i'll just watch all the fun in action um a little bit of a tangent, um, but this woman was the one who given me the new YWCA water bottle after the first one I told you guys about had that apparent leak at the bottom of it. So, yeah, this woman got me the new water bottle from the YWCA's office building in Hackensack. Um, yeah, I have, I still have that bottle with me right now um, because I let the camp manager the black man tell this woman that i needed a new water bottle and so i have that new one with me like right now no leak at the bottom of it so yeah another tangent um probably shouldn't say this out loud but that woman the other camp manager and the director of youth development um she looked like she was like when the last time i saw her she looked like she was expecting another bun in the oven (laughs) yeah like she still looks great though she's mentioned that she's about 10 years older than me like in her mid 30s so and she she looks like she's about the same age as the black camp manager like the same age as him and but she's just a few years younger than the black assistant director so yeah like I said before she too was Hispanic just like the female assistant director that girl who's about a year younger than me so yeah diversity plays a huge factor at the YWCA uh, because that's that is its overall mission to promote diversity and to empower women and to eliminate racism but yeah the um, bottom line is that all of the campers themselves are required to participate in all camp activities and events. Um, no question about it. Unless they're feeling sick or they're not able to come to camp that day, um, they don't really have an excuse or reason to not want to participate in the activities. Um, I get, and, and if any of them had an issue with it or just didn't want to for whatever reason like laziness or just you know just plain stubbornness then that was of course a serious issue to be addressed with the assistant directors and the camp managers um, because that shows a disrespect on the kids part like what you come to camp for if you don't want to like participate in the activities like that literally makes no freaking sense like I don't know like yeah yeah, so um, the two assistant camp directors shared an office, and the camp manager himself has his own office. So as the staff, we would have our lunch breaks in either office, um, but the assistant director's office was the one like where we had to like plug in our break times on the whiteboard um, because our break time was 45 minutes long. So we go into the room, we write down, hey, I'm going for my lunch break at this time. And sometimes some of us don't use the whole entire 45 minutes. So we just 
whenever we feel like we want to go back to our groups, then we write down that we're getting off our break now, and then we go back to our group. So, yeah, but that's the assistant director's office was where we would record our times for going on break. So, in my group 1B, since there's three of us now, three of us female counselors, um, we would each rotate our breaks with one another. Um, so the black girl counselor would go on her break first, which would mostly be during the time that we had music class with the music specialist. So during that time, it would be me and the um, other woman counselor along with the music specialist girl with the campers. And after music class was over, it would be sports time with... Again, I'm talking about the schedule of my group 1B. I'm not talking about other groups. I'm talking about my group 1B. Um, after they have music class, they would have sports class with the sports specialist. So the black specialist guy would come over to the classroom and gets, get the kids to line up in a single file and follow him outside to the back of the building, you know, the, through the doors in the gym. So that would be where we would, uh, they would have, you know, the activities like playing capture the flag or frisbee or something on the grass. So that would be the time when I would go for my own break. And so after the sports class was over, um, the 1B campers would have STEM class. And um, that's when the um, Hispanic woman counselor would go for her own break. And then after STEM, we have yoga with the yoga specialist in the gym. And after yoga was art with the art specialist girl. And the 12-year-old girl in group four slash five well group five because of her age um this girl would serve as an assistant to the art specialist like handing out like the art supplies to the kids the scissors the glue and everything so yeah so for my group 1b art was always the last activity of the day um according to our daily schedule um the first activity after lunch would be music um, so to reiterate all that, um, our, our 1B schedule was music, then sports, then STEM, then yoga, and then art. Yeah, so 1B schedule of camp activities is different from group 2, group 3, group 4 slash 5, and even different from group 1A. So... My group is 1B, so we're completely different age groups of kids with different schedules. So um, all of these general activities like music, art, yoga, sports, and STEM, all these general activities would take place after the camper's lunchtime. Um, in the morning hours before lunchtime, there would be fun activities like going to the playground, the water slides, the bouncy houses... So the water slides in the bouncy house were set up by um, professionals. Like we had like professional handyman and construction people like set up like the bouncy houses outside. And whenever it was too hot outside or on rainy days, those people would set up the bouncy house indoors in the gym. So it's always the assistant directors and the camp managers who book these professionals to 
come set up these things, the water slides and such, to like set them up because they're the ones that are making the payment for it. So we counselors and specialists don't have anything to do with that. It's the assistant directors and the managers because they're the ones running the camp. They're the ones in charge of all that, the payment and stuff. So yeah. So um, and also one of the morning activities before um, campers lunchtime was swimming and that and swimming lessons always took place at the Dumont Swim Club and so for the first five week of for the first five weeks of camp we never did have swimming on Mondays so that would only be from Tuesdays to Fridays. Four days a week there was swimming. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, swimming. Never on Mondays for whatever reason. And um, during the last two weeks of Dumont camp, um, the assistant directors and the managers decided to have swimming be on the schedule every single day for the majority of the morning hours until the campers lunchtime period so yes that was every single day including Mondays and um, there are certain groups of campers assigned to go swimming during Tuesdays and Fridays I mean Tuesdays through Fridays and so I'm gonna take my group 1b for an example Um, my group 1b would go swimming only on Wednesdays and Fridays along with groups three and groups four slash five. So again, on Wednesdays and Fridays, my group 1B would go swimming with group three and group four slash five. So the campers in group three and the campers in group four slash five. Four slash five is its own group, um, you know, age group of kids. So that's all of us in three buses all of us three groups and three buses following each other to the 10 minute um, bus ride to the Dumont Swim Club and the lifeguards there would be the ones providing the campers with swimming lessons and also the fun opportunity to like go on the diving board because they do have a diving board so that's something that the campers would choose to if they're not like scared to like go on it. And also guiding us at the swim club were the assistant directors, the camp manager himself, and the behavior specialist. So, you know, just kind of to watch out for us to make sure everyone was paying attention to the swimming lessons. Uh, Yeah, I'll talk more about the swimming soon in another part of this. But I know that I forgot to mention that at the YWCA, we had a behavior specialist who in this case is this Indian-American young woman. She has, like, very, very strong and impressive educational credentials from Rutgers, New New Brunswick. The Rutgers campus in New Brunswick was this woman's alma mater. Um, So this girl has a bachelor's degree in psychology along with a minor in education and a master's degree in social work that she also got there as well from Rutgers. Um, So she works full-time as a behavior specialist at the YWCA and 
this is actually like a pretty recent thing like I'm looking at her LinkedIn right now and it says that she literally just started working there full time in May of this year so that is actually pretty impressive and that means she must have like a very strong knowledge of child psychology and figuring out why kids behave a certain way um because obviously at camp we have had our fair share of kids who are just angry like came from rough family backgrounds with an apparent lack of discipline and control on them you know yeah so um one example I can think of is this young boy who I think was in group three um this kid is like rude to the two or three male counselors assigned to group three um but that boy does have an older sister who I believe because of her age was in group four or five group four slash five I mean because of her age and she's older than him and that girl is apparently nicer and sweeter than her little brother and and that kid is just like angry for whatever goddamn reason (laughs) sorry just that kid just being a smart mouth kind of guy i don't know so um what this behavior specialist woman would do is to have conversation conversations with kids like that boy you know just we're just kids or who just didn't want to like participate in camp activities or not listening to the counselors or specialists or the specialists teaching the class I mean it's like the music specialist for example like yeah so this behavior specialist girl would have a a she would ask to like see a kid in her office because she does have her own office where she could have conversations with these kids and she would mostly see only one kid at a time only on a few rare occasions she would see up to two or three kids at the same time in her office like if they're like from the same group or just random kids from like random different groups um but for the most part it was only one kid at a time because i think her office was small enough that it was physically small enough that it was only be just her and that kid just like talking and you know just figuring them out and this girl she's very very nice and very friendly and when we're at the swim club she would be the one to like volunteer to stay in the water with the kids you know after the swimming lessons were provided by the lifeguards like after the swimming lessons are over this girl would offer to like be in the water with the kids and you know just walk around the water because she has said that she to herself is not the best swimmer like doesn't know how to like actually do it you know kind of like me so she just walks around the water and not like necessarily swim and the water the pool itself consists of a shallow side for you know people like me I feel comfortable just like walking the water I'm you guys know I'm obviously not the best at swimming um so I obviously would not go on the deep end or be anywhere near the diving board because I legit do not know how to swim. So, yeah. Yeah, so this woman would, this behavior specialist would offer to be in the water with the kids. You know, just, you know, just where they guide them through or anything. And also if they're like misbehaving for whatever reason, then she's obviously there just to like sort of... 
figure out, hey, what's the problem? What's the issue or something? So, yeah, she's there. So she's not just, like, cooped up in her office at the school building. Like, she comes along with us in her own car, whatever type of vehicle it is. So, yeah. And then when we head back to the school building, she also starts to, like, head back with her own car as well and meets us back at the school building while we all, like, take the bus. Yeah, so there would be a certain period of time of free swim for the campers for about 15 to 30 minutes until it was time for us to, like, um, board on the bus and the buses, I mean, three bus drivers with us and get back to the school building. Yes, yeah, because before we would... um, leave leave the swim club we would give the kids like a chance like a five minutes to like dry up with their towels but we wouldn't ask them to like change because that would take way way too much time and also when we're at the Dumont swim club I do notice that there's people who mostly live around the area who are waiting to get into the pool so that's why they have the time assigned for us at 10 a.m or anytime after 10, like 10.20ish, 10.30ish or something to like, for us uh, Dumont camp people to like be out of the pool so that the other Dumont residents can go into the water as well. And it would be those same lifeguards also providing the swimming lessons to these people. So we did have a time limit for being there at the swimming swim club. So that's why we as the counselors that's why the um, assistant directors and managers tell us that we as the counselors should not allow our campers to get changed in any of the bathrooms there at the swim club. That they only should dry off first with their towels and then get to the bus. And it's only when we get to the school buildings. Like most of the, some of the campers' classrooms do have bathrooms in there. Like one B's classroom definitely has a bathroom in it. So some of the, um, campers can change in there some of the campers can change inside the room itself like girls dividing girls with boys so girls in the room and boys with the black girl counselor to change in the boys room in the hallways and so the woman counselor and I would stay with the girls in the classrooms to change but the woman counselor obviously has to close all the windows and curtains first so that no one outside could see the girls like changing or being unclothed so yeah yeah so we would do that you know just as a quick way and so that way none of the campers would dilly dally around that they would just get changed and hurry it up so yeah Yes, uh, that's the difference I see between working at the YWCA this summer and at the YMCA last summer. Um, Because at the YMCA, I don't think there's such a thing as a behavior specialist for campers to see if they weren't, like, behaving or something. Like, at least someone to try to talk to, to try to make sense of their misbehavior. Because it was only the woman supervisor... um, um, in our office at that um, place up there in New York. Um, you know, that was pretty much it. Like, we didn't have, like, anyone else for them to talk to. 
and because I always feel that kids should probably have a younger person to look up to for trust when it comes to discussing their misbehavior so yeah this behavior specialist was amazing at her job like just being able to like connect with the kids and being patient with them and just simply simply helping them as effectively as possible and also it was her job to like go around every campus classrooms including one my group 1b's classroom you know just ask us counselors like how the kids are doing if someone's like misbehaving or just not like getting getting along with the other campers just not being themselves um you know she would ask us these things and ask us counselors these things and we would tell her oh you know everyone's fine or this one kid is acting up or something like it's up to us to let her take note of the kids behaviors because that's kind of like a personal note for her to like jot down like oh this kid's acting up I may need to speak with them in my office so yeah we would have to tell her that and then she would have a word with that camper or campers if necessary but only like one camper at a time because of like the small size of her office like I walked past her office a few times and I've seen like how small it is like it's only a room with like a lot of children's books in it I I think that's like a room for like a guidance counselor or something like the people actually are using the school right now at this moment so yeah it's a small room so she would only have to see one camper at a time so yeah um on Fridays we had something called pizza Fridays where everyone would get free pizza for lunch on Fridays and including the counselors and specialists and unfortunately with the exception of LITs you know that's leaders in training or counselors in training you know 13 to 17 year old kids training to be counselors so I think the assistant directors said that the LITs would have to pay $5 or something for the pizza I don't remember the exact price anymore um but all I know for sure is that counselors and specialists got the pizza for free. And for some reason, I don't remember, during the first two weeks or so of the Dumont camp, the assistant directors did not organize the pizza Fridays. Yeah, definitely that first Friday of the camp, um, July 1st. For some reason, we didn't have the pizza Friday. I do not know why we didn't. Like, I kind of overhear the assistant director saying to each other, so no pizza Friday tomorrow or something like that. Like, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess I didn't feel it was my place to ask. Um, but, yeah. Um, but if memory serves... I think it was until the third week of camp that they actually, like, started doing that. Yeah, it was the third week of camp all the way up to the um, seventh week. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't have it on that very first week of camp. And um, I know that um, the second Friday of camp, which was the 8th of July, um, that Friday was the camp barbecue, according to my Dumont camp calendar, which I have a picture of on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, that second week of camp was the camp barbecue. And so 
because of that we didn't like have the um pizza friday for lunch um so we didn't have the pizza friday for lunch that friday nor did we have it on the very first friday for a reason that i don't think i'll ever get yes we so we did have start having the pizza friday on the um third friday yeah it was yeah we definitely had it because that day was also the same day as the international food day and so the camp manager and the assistant directors also ordered pizza for all of us um so so that friday the second friday when we had the barbecue that monday was the 4th of july and also when we thankfully had off for that day um and like i mentioned in the previous part to this episode we were supposed to have worn our camp t-shirts on that tuesday you know to make up for monday but my forgetful ass self like totally forgot but no one really like made a huge deal out of it like for the rest of the camp though i always remember to wear my camp shirt on mondays and like i also mentioned we had to wear the camp shirts only on mondays for the rest of the week it was just whatever we wanted as long as it was appropriate for camp and the kids and we're always welcome to like bring our sweaters and jackets when necessary and i know i always brought my denim jacket with me that i would wear whenever we're in cooler places inside the building like in the gym slash the cafeteria and even on the bus when some of the buses had acs like on the bus to dumont swim club i'd wear my jacket and when we got to the swim club then i'd take it off and wrap it around my waist and yeah some of the staff also choose to wear their camp shirts all during the week and even on random days during the week not just on mondays so yeah and they also wear the t-shirts over their sweaters like in jackets when on cooler rainy days yeah and the campers themselves they have orange t-shirts orange camp shirts i mean yeah for the camp campers since they're kids and it's based on their sizes it's the camp shirts were smaller and it was always orange for them for us staff you know like counselors and specialists it was a white shirt and for the um two assistant directors and the two camp managers it was a black shirt so yeah and um since i'm using anchor right now um i'm recording directly on it and i'm getting closer to my one hour time limit so i'm afraid i'm gonna have to like pick this up again later and um i'm gonna tell you guys later about what we do on pizza fridays like how we go about like serving the pizzas and everything so yeah stay tuned guys i'm gonna make this another segment I'm back, y'all, and and reiterating about Pizza Fridays. Um, that was the pretty much the standard routine for the, in a nutshell for the rest of camp. <coughs> I apologize for that. Again, I wasn't really sure why we didn't have Pizza Friday on the very first week of camp, um, which was. June 27th through July 1st 
with the second Friday, which was July 8th, like I mentioned previously, um, that was the day of the camp barbecue, which I'm going to go into more details about right now. So obviously there was no pizza for lunch that day. Um, because that would have been a conflict of interest for the campers, and we certainly did not want that. Um, the pizzas, by the way, would be plain, you know, cheese pizza and a regular large size. So no toppings or anything on them. Um, there would be no pepperoni or anything. Just plain regular pizza because you couldn't predict or assume someone's allergy restrictions. So, about the camp barbecue, obviously the campers were served first. Um, it would be during their lunchtime period, and it was served in the cafeteria. On regular days, they would be eating lunch in their classrooms. But on pizza Fridays, and including the camp barbecue, it was lunch in the cafeteria. The other food we event that we had was International Day, where the campers had to bring in meals from their cultural backgrounds and all that stuff, and that took place in each of their classrooms. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure why we didn't have lunch in the cafeteria for that day, um, but I'll get to that some more in a little bit. Um, I just want to talk about the camp barbecue first. So, um, it was optional for the campers to bring their own lunch the day of the barbecue. But for us staff, we didn't necessarily have to like bring our own lunch or anything or order lunch from somewhere. Um, the barbecue was literally all the food we could ever eat in a single lifetime. Um, not even exaggerating. For the campers, the barbecue consisted of burgers, hot dogs, and chips of all kinds. I think there's lace chips, um, barbecue chips, and Doritos. I don't remember anymore. I think there was even pretzels too. Honestly, I don't remember which ones were there, but for the drinks, if memory serves, I think there were Capra Sun drinks or water. And I'm not sure exactly of the exact beverages, but one thing for sure is that there was no soda. Um, soda is not acceptable for kids. Uh, that was only for us adults, the staff. Um, so this barbecue event took place before um, my group 1B had a third counselor, which was the Hispanic woman. Um <coughs> Yeah, I think she started coming to camp the week we started doing the Pizza Fridays thing. So she too, like, contributed to, like, delivering the pizzas to the campers who ordered pizza. Yeah, so. So, but before she came into our group, um, it was just the black girl and I in group 1B, like, dealing with the annoyances of the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Even on a fun day like the barbecue, we had some ant campers who were a bit antsy, um, who just legit could not make up their minds, even if their life depended on it. Like, 
So one example was a this girl with braids. Um, she's black. Um, in general, this girl. Um, I think she has like attention issues. Um, I know I shouldn't say this out loud, but yeah. So we we counselors or staff. We literally would have to yell out this girl's name a million times to tell her to either stop doing something or, you know, stop, like, talking to your friends during class or, you know, to do something like go wash your hands or, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, this girl literally drives us up a wall and this black girl counselor, um, I think she does her best to, like, put up with this girl, like, you know, I think this girl just wants the counselor to, like, yell at her a lot, like, to pay attention and all that stuff. Um, and this girl kind of tends to get easily distracted in some of the lessons that the specialists would teach. So, like, in some activities, like, I guess, for example, in art class, for one example, the art specialist girl would, like, make this girl this black girl camper sit at a desk and table on her own like isolated from the other campers so that she didn't like become too easily distracted by talking to her friends (coughs) oh my god sorry my throat (laughs) yeah so you didn't want like this girl to be distracted talking to her friends while the art specialist or any other specialist was trying to teach so yeah at the day of the camp barbecue this girl legit had trouble making up her mind about whether she wanted a burger or a hot dog so i thought to myself girl just make up your goddamn mind already like right like choose something already a burger or a hot dog campers weren't allowed to like have both at the same time yeah so for them they always had to like make a choice between getting one thing or the other and um whatever they chose they would get it and they shouldn't like complain or try to change their minds um it's like what the female assistant director the hispanic girl would tell these kids like If you choose something, you stick with it and you don't complain. Like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Like, that's something we would tell them, especially when we were giving giving them ice pops and whatever flavor they chose. It's like, you get what you get and you don't complain. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, just the barbecue day, um... Just my pet peeve was kids, like, literally not being able to, like, make up their minds or they're constantly, like, changing their minds after having chosen the one thing that they wanted. Um, Even the black girl counselor, um, you could see that she was feeling mentally drained. I'm like, I feel you, girl. Like, I really do. I felt for her because the girl camper the black girl camper and she's a crybaby no offense and so she would literally like cry at the slightest of things um if memory serves um i think she said that she wanted a burger a burger was her first choice um i'm sure of it and 
And so for the burger, you have to choose either with cheese or without the cheese. Because, you know, some of the kids, I guess, were lactose intolerant. So, you know, and you also have to choose one choice of condiment. Um, so, yeah, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so when the counselor got this black girl, counselor got this girl, um, her burger, um, I guess, without the cheese, you know, just a plain hamburger. Um, I, um, yeah, this girl, like, started crying and throwing the fit, saying that she wanted a hot dog instead. And I was like, oh boy, like, girl, you literally just said you wanted a burger. Like, oh my god, like, yeah, but anyway, between choosing, after choosing between a burger or a hot dog, campers would have to choose only one condiment for each, you know, which were ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, barbecue sauce. And um, for the hot dogs, they also had the option to get it plain with just only the condiments or they could also like get it with sauerkraut or onions or I don't remember the other like toppings that they had for the hot dogs but yeah that was for the hot dogs and for the burgers like I also said that they had to choose either a hamburger like no cheese or cheeseburger because we're not sh- weren't sure if some of the kids were lactose intolerant that they couldn't have the cheese so yeah and as for the chips um yeah for lays they would get either regular flavored or barbecue flavored or doritos or pretzels like they couldn't have like every single thing like one of each that they just had to like choose just one because you can't have kids like overeat like yeah so yeah the barbecue was fun overall and i'm sure it must have been fun for the campers um just the annoying thing was that for the life of them they literally cannot make up their minds um yeah it was especially frustrating to me because you know I mean, I I understand kids generally, like, I know that at their age that their brains and minds are still developing, like, I don't know, I think maybe there should be something that would make kids easily, like, make up their minds, like, they're not so indecisive about certain things, like, literally none of us have, like, the patience if they, like, change their mind over and over and over again, like, I don't know, like, but I think um this girl counselor and I um we both handled the situation as best as we could like we handled it all with grace like even though we were both like frustrated and pissed off at these kids like we tried our best to stay cool and calm and just give them what they said that they wanted like yeah it's just yeah but it was fun overall like and um let me just take a quick water break here. My throat is weird again. <laughs> and I'm back. And for us staff, um, you know, counselors, specialists, directors, managers, um, there was an 
abundance of food like i mean it like it's mostly the two camp directors and the two assistant directors and the behavior specialist um who ordered everything and i mean every single piece of food (laughs) um so it wasn't just burgers and hot dogs with chips like it was for the campers um there was also pasta rice (laughs) chicken wings that the black camp manager himself made um the local Jersey Mike's sandwiches, you know, the Jersey Mike's around the area. Um, so those sandwiches were ordered by the behavior specialist. Um, salad, chocolate chip cookies, and a bunch of other foods that I do not remember anymore at this moment. But I'm pretty sure it'll come to mind if I remember more clearly along the way. For dessert, um, this was for staff only. Um, there was cupcakes of all kinds and cake. I don't remember who ordered the cake or what flavor it was. And just a few other things that I can't remember right now. But hopefully, again, it'll all come to mind later. So, yeah, there was just so much food. Like, I loved it, though. Like, that's exactly what you would expect from a barbecue. You know, the amount of food. But unfortunately for the campers, it was just the burgers or hot dogs and chips. Like they had to choose between one or the other and type of chips they wanted and healthy drinks such as water and Capra Sun. Like they couldn't really like have a lot. Like they didn't want to like literally like spoil their appetites. So it's just one thing or the other for them kids. And for us grown-ups though, you know, the staff, there's... There was soda for beverages, and I'm personally not a huge soda fan. Like, the only soda beverage that I'm more so a fan of is ginger ale, and unfortunately, that was not one of the drink options. So, I just, like, poured some water or lemonade and whatever other, like, beverages they also had. I still can't remember, but yeah. The best part of it all was, like... We, as the staff, we had the opportunity to, like, take some of the food home. Like, we wanted to be, like, discreet about it so the campers weren't, like, on to us. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, So I'm trying to remember exactly which of the camp directors or managers made what, um, there's no doubt at all that the camp manager himself, the black dude, um, he was the one that made the chicken wings. Um, they were just regular chicken wings, so they're not like spicy or anything. So they were killer. Like, I mean it. Like, I don't think I've ever had chicken chicken wings like that before, and I think it's been eons. The last time I've ever had chicken wings. Um, I think I just made myself hungry just saying that right now. But this man, this dude made them so extremely perfect. So um, I took a few of those with me home. Like I think two or three. Yeah, mostly three. When I put them in like takeout boxes and some bags that I would carry easily to my um, dad's car when he would come to pick me up that afternoon and um 
also took um a little bit of the pasta um i think it was baked ziti um just because of the cheese and if memory serves i think it was the female assistant director who made it um so she's the hispanic girl about a year younger than me um yeah i think she made it the pasta but again i'm not sure entirely anymore like who made what food who ordered what um because most of the staff also contributed to ordering the other stuff, like the Jersey Mike sandwiches. And I believe it was the behavior specialist, that girl who ordered those Jersey Mike sandwiches. Um, There's a local Jersey Mike's right there in the Dumont area. So, yeah, she must have ordered a, bat, um, a box of a dozen sandwiches. Um... Yeah, and most of the food was taken home by some of the other staff, um, you know, including the specialists. And uh, all this food was in the office of the two assistant directors um, because the room was large and spacious enough to, like, fit everything on their table. Yeah. So, yeah, the barbecue was an example of a food event that we had at camp. Um, um, I don't remember if any of the campers packed lunch at all, but I think it was only just a few campers from other different groups, um, not necessarily in my group, um, 1B. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, the campers only had to pack their own snacks for later, but... No lunch, um, because the barbecue was literally the lunch. Um, it was a fun day overall. So whenever we would have special events like that at camp, um, we didn't necessarily have to like stick to the order of the schedule after the camper's lunchtime. So, you know, the afternoon periods after their lunch. So that meant that after lunch that Friday, um, instead of my group 1B having music class with the music specialist, um, it was just a casual um, do-nothing day for the rest of that afternoon until dismissal time. Um, so that meant that the assistant directors um, hand, would hand out movie DVDs for us counselors to have the campers make a choice on which movie they would like to watch. Um, so the school has a TV thing, the, I don't know, the DVD thing, um, where we could watch the movies. Um, it would be kids' movies, of course, that were appropriate for their ages, um, even the oldest kids. So it wasn't like anything like, PG rated or anything like to do with sex or inappropriate stuff. No, it had to be like kids movies, like family friendly stuff, even like animated ones like Sing or Kung Fu Panda, which are two examples of the movies that my group 1B would watch within our own classroom. Um, yeah. Yeah, so movies like those for the kids. Um, other camper groups that 
day um we're either playing outside in the playground like at the blacktop the field and stuff like playing chalk or on the basketball court on the grass so yeah we didn't really have any of the specialists like teaching anything like the art specialist teaching art or the music specialist teaching music or you know nothing like that Uh, like it was just a fun do nothing day for the rest of that afternoon um it was just only in the morning hours before the campers lunchtime period that we had to follow their schedule of events so um that day my my group 1b had gone swimming at the dumont swim club along with the other groups that would also go swimming on that day i think i mentioned it was groups two and three um i don't know i'll reconfirm that later so that part of the morning schedule was the only thing that we adhered to and then after the barbecue lunch the rest of the day was a free um do nothing day yeah and um that following friday um which was july 15th um that day was another food related event um known otherwise as international day um that whole week itself in fact was actually a theme of international related activities and stuff um such as the campers creating passports for art class like the art specialist had planned for them so what the campers had to do for the art specialist was create a passport and write down a country literally any like country at all that they would like to visit um most of them chose places that they're originally from like culturally speaking like ethnicity wise like the irish kid i told you guys about in the earlier in this episode um yeah the thing that kind of cracked me up about the project assignment was that some of these campers and i'm talking about my campers in my group 1b like some of these kids like don't even know their own birthdays or how old they are i think um the art specialist tried to explain to them to write down today's date like i think that monday's date down for doing the project and uh those kids apparently mistook that day to be their own actual date of birth some of them don't even like know their own ages and i think this one girl told me that she was seven years old and so yeah i told her yeah that means that you were born in 2015 um yeah that's your birth year so you write down your date of birth like the month you were born the day in that month that you were born and for 2015 you would write down 2015 2015 so yeah you're seven years old yeah yeah i think it was a girl who told me that like 
don't remember anymore because a couple of other kids also asked me the same things like do these kids seriously like not know their own age or they seriously like not know math at all like i'm pretty sure that kids at their age are being taught math in schools so they should be able to like determine their own ages like yeah yeah because yeah i think the fake passport assignment um the art specialist wanted them to like know their date of birth and you know some of the ac- kids actually do know their date of births like they do know their birthdays like the month and the day um i guess they just don't know what what year they were born so their birth years would range from like 2015 to 2017 <laughs> yeah so that's kind of funny to me that they don't know that like I don't mean like haha funny but also like funny in a weird way like but it was a fun little assignment anyway yeah because that art project was part of international week that whole week um the ywca obviously promotes diversity and i've noticed a lot of it not just within the uh, staff but also within the campers themselves the campers themselves were a mix of other ethnic races and groups so that is a very good thing and um for the actual international day event on that friday you know july 15th uh, the campers themselves were the ones who had to bring in food and meals and beverages from their ethnic cultures and backgrounds <coughs> oh my throat sorry um so the us counselors and staff were responsible for bringing those meals and drinks over to the offices of the assistant directors and the camp manager um all the food were going was going to be served during the campers lunchtime in each of their classrooms and for some reason i don't remember anymore um we didn't we did not have lunch in the gym slash the cafeteria that day i think maybe it's because the assistant directors um thought it would be easier for the counselors to serve the food in the classrooms instead of in the gym so that maybe it wouldn't like make such a large mess on the gym floor you know like i guess yeah i guess that's the reason why like i don't honestly don't remember why we had to serve the meals in the classrooms um before we actually started serving the food though um we counselors um told the campers that we needed they needed to be respectful of one another's culture and background so we would tell them that even if they didn't like the food that was being served to them that they should still be polite about it by saying no thank you and you know just throw out the food like we told them not to like flat out say yo this food is gross or disgusting because yeah that would obviously be rude and disrespectful to the other um campers culture so 
Part of International Week is teaching kids to be respectful of their peers, like ethnic culture and background. And the best way to decline the food being served to you is to be polite about it, you know, by saying no thank you instead of saying ill that's disgusting because ill that's gross is very rude and we did not want that to happen like we wanted respect and politeness so yeah I think they got the message like yeah they got it (laughs) so even we counselors got to have most of the food too but you know obviously the campers had to be served first um, they had to like introduce what the food is first, and then we would serve them. We counselors would serve the campers first, and then we ourselves would have like some of the food as well. <coughs> Sorry about that. So, yeah, in group one B, we had a few Asian kids. I think four or five total Asian kids. Um, I think two or three of them were Korean and um, one or two of them was Chinese or and two of them Filipino. Uh, I do not remember anymore. Um, I'll think about it some more later. So yeah, those kids definitely brought in meals from their culture. <clears throat> Let me get another sip of my water. I'm sorry, you guys. My- it was so weird today. I don't know why. <laughs> and I'm back. And so the blonde girl whose mom would walk over to come pick her up and drop her off. Um, She brought in only one box of small sized pizzas, eight slices, plain pizza, really, so no pepperoni or anything. And that girl apparently considers herself to be American. So it's like, okay, like, do you not like have a nationality or something that you would identify with? And, um, uh, to be honest, I don't think any of the counselors or any of the other campers in 1B ever got a chance to get any of those pizza slices um, because that girl and her mom only ordered one box. I think a few other counselors from other groups who kind of stopped by our classroom, they also wondered who on earth ordered only one box of small pizza. <laughs> And I really couldn't help but laugh. Um, I just love to laugh for no reason. I'll talk about this again some more in another episode. But that day was fun as well. And um, some of the foods I know that were served were pizza, tacos with avocado and other um, toppings and stuff. um, Rice and other meals from the other campers cultures that I can't even pronounce or remember right now <laughs> sorry all I know is that it was really good food some of them even brought dessert like sponge cake yeah there was one girl who brought sponge cake um I don't remember exactly anymore which girl it was but 
but the sponge cake was killer like really like i mean it <laughs> um so yeah again that day was also another casual day for the rest of that afternoon like we followed our morning schedule up until the campers lunchtime period um so none of the specialists like had any like lesson activities planned like no teaching anything like you know the music specialist didn't teach anything like just just let them like just dance to music you know that was it like no like actual learning something like yeah that meant that for the rest of that afternoon the campers from other groups as well did other miscellaneous activities like you know watching movies um playing at the playground the um blacktop the field basketball court the gym yeah stuff like that like yeah another lazy hazy um casual day um so yeah that was that once in a while i would order something to eat for lunch on uber eats from restaurants around the dumont area because obviously, as you guys know, I do not drive yet, nor do I have a license yet. And even if I did, I I would only have about 45 minutes of lunch break. So I couldn't really be gone from this school area for too long. So for me, Uber Eats is always convenient. And besides, most of the other staff themselves would order stuff to eat from restaurants within the area like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Starbucks. Yeah, I know that there's definitely a Starbucks Starbucks within the area and the black girl counselor, my co-counselor in my group 1B would often have her friends, you know, the art specialist girl and the sports specialist guy um pick um order something for her from Starbucks like I think she would tell them what she would want for lunch and one of them would like go out and get it get it for her um which would usually be like an iced coffee or something along with a sandwich or whatever I don't know I haven't been to Starbucks in in eternity so not exactly sure exactly what they serve there um, but yeah um that girl um the black counselor um she would have that lunch her lunch from Starbucks during her own lunch break which is usually during the time that my group 1B would have the music class with the music specialist so yeah she would go for her lunch break first and then I would go for mine after her, and then the woman who joined their group, the Hispanic woman, um, she would go for her break as well. And so when it comes time for me to get something, on, place an order on Uber Eats, um, I would sometimes plan ahead by, you know, placing an order at a local restaurant, and I'll be the... I always choose to like have 
them like deliver like go I always how do I say this I I always choose to like go pick it up from the Uber delivery driver so um what I do is that I quickly step out of the building you know for just a few minutes to go pick up the food and give the driver a few dollar tips you know from one dollar so I guess five dollars this one time I gave a female driver I guess twenty dollars because I saw that she was black and <laughs> yeah she was very flattered she said I didn't have to like do that but I'm like girl you're my sister you know we black ladies you know I have to do it but she was nice though um, I think she brought her little daughter along with her so that was cute I forgot which restaurant that was from but it was definitely one of the restaurants within the area so yeah 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 it was easier for me to to do that um you know because I don't drive yet and like I said even if I did I didn't want to waste too much of the 45 minute break so and that's what I really loved about working at the YWCA um you know just having that lunch break um unfortunately when I was working at the YMCA last summer um there was no opportunity to like order lunch I think that's something that counselors would have to do like way ahead of time and yeah the microwaves are there at that cabin in New York but yeah it's for was for us staff only never ever for the um campers so I guess that was a plus but just I didn't really like like the idea of like having no like personal lunch break that you know still have to watch after kids during even during the lunch break like and you know at that lake area in New York where the YMCA day camp was um there was no like residence civilization um I guess we're by that lake whose name I can't pronounce for the life of me um we were like deep in the woods um so there was no like cell phone signal or wi-fi or something of that nature so yeah yeah so um there obviously since there's a lack of civilization within that area um it wouldn't be possible to like order lunch uh, um so but i think though that staff could grab a quick breakfast somewhere um you know i usually ate my lunch at home and i do that too when i had summer jobs um i know that people usually like grabbed coffees or a quick bite somewhere along the way but i personally don't have the means to do that um so i just eat my breakfast at home like you know usually just cereal something light and quick so to avoid being late um yeah so that was the norm for me like even last summer working at the ymca um yeah so my dad would drop me off at their building in hackensack before the whole you know what happened with the relocation to new milford but you know back to working at the ywca um thankfully that was very convenient um you know the convenience to like 
grab breakfast, lunch, whatever. And Dumont is a residential area, so there wasn't really any need for the camp to, like, go anywhere for a campsite. Like, the campsite was literally, like, right there. And other restaurants nearby that I think I may have mentioned. Um, yeah, Wendy's, Burger King, Dunkin's. Um, yeah, there's a Chick-fil-A nearby. The Domino's, of course. But dom- their Domino's right there wasn't available on Uber Eats. I'm, I'm just saying that that's where my dad and I would pass through to like get to the school building. Yeah. At least three times I've ordered something from Chick-fil-A for lunch at camp. So, yeah. At least twice I've made my own orders from uh, Chick-fil-A. And, yeah. And the third time I ate something from Chick-fil-A was actually the very last day of camp. Um, Friday, August 12th. So, that day was the actual last day of camp. And that day was the day of the carnival, the camp carnival. Um which was actually supposed to have been that Wednesday, but I think the assistant directors gave a reason for why it got delayed to that Friday instead. Um, I don't remember why. Um, I'll talk more about that in the following part. Um, but yeah, on that day, um, the assistant directors and camp manager, the black camp manager, um, they decided to treat us staff to a staff appreciation lunch by getting us something to eat from Chick-fil-A. So us, so us staff included the counselors and specialists. And um, coincidentally enough, before the, the day prior, like that Thursday, I ordered something to eat from Chick-fil-A without even realizing that Chick-fil-A was the food that the assistant directors had been planning to order us for lunch so how about having chick-fil-a twice in a row within the same week because you know i ordered that something from chick-fil-a that thursday and turns out oh the next day they're gonna treat us with something from chick-fil-a for staff appreciation but i didn't know that but it's okay though like i learned to love chick-fil-a like especially their fries their fries are without a doubt killer like they're they're just that good and I know I use that word a lot to like describe food but I can't help it I'm I'm such a foodie like it can't not help it like I legit cannot help it at all and um yeah for the staff appreciation lunch um we had a choice to order the type of um chicken sandwiches that we wanted um yeah we, the directors wanted to do a sandwich this time um they think that a sandwich with fries would be more fulfilling than their um chicken nuggets with fries although i think the chicken nuggets was something that i ordered personally for myself the day before the staff appreciation lunch day <laughs> so yeah yeah and for the sandwich we had a choice to order either spicy or regular and i ordered the regular along with the fries of course um everywhere that came with the fries so yeah that was super great um i really love the spiciness of the fries that 
that just made my day being the last day of the camp at Dumont, the Dumont camp. Um, the Mawa camp lasted for another two weeks. So that was the 26th, August 26th. That was like the last uh, full nine weeks of the Mawa camp. And um, the Dumont camp um, lasted the whole seven weeks. So August 12th. So yeah, the 12th was exactly a week after my birthday which I promise you guys I'll talk more about that in the following part um yeah as long as I promise not to ramble so much on some of the same things but you know there's just so much to say about the YWCA like I'm very proud to like have this summer job like you know it's just I guess maybe it's because I'm gonna be a little nostalgic about it um because, you know, we we stop with ask each other, are you going to um, work here again next year? And, you know, I, I had to tell them I don't know yet because, you know, I'm thinking about, like, for real, like, trying to find a job within journalism, you know, my field of study or public relations, you know, the media. Like, I want to, like, focus on that for once now. And I feel that I've already had, like, enough, like, child care experience like working enough experience working with kids to like develop good leadership and mentoring skills like I already like have enough of that like now it's just like transferring those skills into my actual field of study Um, because you know journalism I know that it's a field about learning to take initiative when it comes like finding these stories so I think I've learned enough of the leadership qualities through like working with kids now it's just I want to like use those skills into something more useful for one so um yeah that was one of the answers that I gave and by chance you know by God's grace I guess I should say I actually got connected with one of the co-workers so it's this woman who is like in her late 50s and she herself had a background in journalism uh I don't want to get into too much of that right now because I'm getting this close to wrapping up this part of that episode um I promise I'll get into more details about my connections and relationship with this woman and the following part and the significance of it like it's super significant that I connected with this woman. Yeah, I promise I'll talk more about it. And as well as what everyone else at camp did for me on my birthday. Yes, especially this woman. Um, she was kind enough to do something for me for my birthday, like to give me stuff. Yeah, I still have those things in my room right now. Yeah, I'll talk about all that in the following part. And um Yes, just give me time to, like, write the script for that episode. I'm going to be doing a lot of writing and editing of the script for that episode. So just bear with me if you guys don't hear from me. I'll do Sunday episodes. Um, If I forget, if there's something that I forgot to mention in regards to, you know, just about anything I've said so far, including, like, the YWCA episodes... Yeah, I promise that I'll bring them up briefly in 
some Sunday episodes that I do. Um, Because I guess that's what the Sunday episodes are for, to fill in the gaps of stuff that I forgot to mention in my main, like, topic episodes. So, yeah, just bear with me, guys. I really do appreciate your patience. And um, I ask that you just stay tuned. And, um, of course, if you have, like, any questions for me, like, any general feedback or constructive feedback, that is, yeah, just... Let me know, um, hit me up, and yeah, I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. And that's it for this part for now.